You've got to get up every morning with a smile on your face. Show the world all the love in your heart. People gonna treat you better. You're gonna find, yes, you will, that you're beautiful as you feel. Waiting at the station with a workday wind blowing, I've got nothing to do but watch the passers-by. Mirrored on their faces, I see frustration growing, and they don't see it showing, why do I? You've got to get up every morning with a smile on your face and show the world all the love in your heart. Your people gonna treat you better. You're gonna find, yes, you will, that you are beautiful as you feel. The reason for the sadness in a world where tears are just a lullaby. And if there's any reason, maybe love can end the madness. Maybe not. Oh, but we should always try. You've got to get up every morning with a smile on your face. Show the world. better you're gonna find yes you will that you are beautiful you're beautiful you are beautiful as you feel Thank you, and good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Nancy Merritt. I'm honored to serve on your board of trustees, and I want to welcome you to our Sunday morning service today, as well as the folks who are live streaming with us. Welcome to you. We, our services are at 9.30 and 11.30 Central Time, and we always live stream at the 9.30 service. You can watch our services anytime on our website or on YouTube. March is Pack the Pews Month, so you're seeing bags over there. Our donations support PRISM. Shopping bags and lists are available in the Garden Court if you haven't yet been able to participate in that process. Please do. Unity Minneapolis volunteers, please join us for an appreciation pizza party at 12 p.m. next Saturday in the Garden Court, March 18th. RSVP in the bookstore or on our website so we can get a good count of who's going to be there. Next Sunday afternoon, Dr. Paul Scheel is back to lead a meditation workshop. Discover how you can attain deep states of blissful meditation any time of the day in just three minutes. That sounds fabulous. 
Uh, each participant receives a five CD self-discovery course entitled Meditate with the Himalayan Masters. You won't want to miss that. And each of us has spiritual gifts or talents to offer. You know, we invite you to explore how you can share your gifts and talents at Unity Minneapolis. It's a great way to extend your own spiritual growth. And so come and join the volunteer opportunities in the garden court today and learn what those opportunities are that you may want to participate in. Details for all of these upcoming events and activities are in your bulletin. There's more there than I read today. So take a peek at that, and you can also call or email the church office or look at our Facebook page or weekly e-newsletters. And now please join Reverend Pat for our opening prayer. Join me in our opening prayer. Let's just take a moment and center ourselves in this one presence, in this one power, God, God the good. And this morning, we are grateful that we know this divine presence within as light. Light that not only surrounds us, but that light that is within us. That light of God. We know this light within this morning and give thanks for that light as guidance, as health, as wholeness, as well-being. We give Thanks that we know this divine light within as peace, as love, as joy. And this morning, regardless of what is happening in our life, regardless of what that may be, we give thanks that this light within, known by many names, is truly greater than the circumstances that we are experiencing today. And for that, we are truly grateful. Grateful for this beautiful spiritual community that we call Unity Minneapolis. Grateful that we have gathered here together in person, also virtually, knowing that we are one with spirit and that there is no distance in spirit. Grateful for each other. So it is with great joy, grateful for this light and this love, that together we say, thank you, God. Together. Thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. Let's applaud this light and this day. Let's stand for our opening song. Let's stand for our opening song. That's right. We're going to sing ourselves out of this snowy day. You will do amazing things. With a choice each new day brings And with every step I take That's the progress that you make The reason you live Is found in every gift you give Love your life, love your dreams You will do amazing things Here we go
Great to have the amazing Aaron Schwab with us this morning. Blessings. Great to have you here. Good morning and welcome. And we welcome those that are live streaming with us today as well. We're grateful that you've chosen to spend part of your day with us today. As you know, UNIT is that open and welcoming, inclusive community. We teach practical things that help us to live meaningful and healthy and prosperous lives. And one of our core values here is that of welcoming. So my dear friends, if you are new with us today, or you feel like you're new with us today, we'd like to honor your presence here. We're going to do nothing drastic. We invite you to take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. Courage, courage, courage. We've got courage out here. Keep your hands up, please. Keep your hands up, please, until our ushers get to you. That packet of information you're receiving tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that personal one-on-one -on -one welcome. All of that's important, and yet one of the most important things that we say here is, my dear friends, is this, and that is wherever you are in your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here. Thank you for being here today. We also welcome those that are new or they feel like they're new that are streaming with us today. May we applaud our guests today, please. <laughs> now let us affirm together our mission statement is found in your order of service. This is what we are all about here at Unity Minneapolis together. We are a vibrant, inclusive, prosperous spiritual community, inspiring and empowering 
full expression of the divine within through prayer, education, and service. Let's just take that in for a moment and know that to be true for our community. Thank you, thank you, God, and so it is. The reading of our daily word today. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. You are invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court, where you may add your written request. You may also submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed for for an additional 30 days. The word for today is illuminate. I welcome the light. Taking a moment to appreciate the beauty of a sunset, I realized that in another part of the wor world, the first rays of the rising sun are bringing light to the morning sky. Whether I can see it or not, the sun never stops shining. Somewhere, a new day is dawning. Much more brilliantly than the sun, the light of God, too, is always shining. Sometimes my thoughts may seem so focused on a challenging life situation that I do not sense the divine light. Then, in a flash of insight, I experience again the illuminating presence that even in the darkest moments is as near as my next thought. I affirm, let there be light. I breathe out frustration and worry. Breathing in, I am filled with the light of truth that illuminates my mind and shines from within my heart. And as scripture tells us in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. The word for today is illuminate. I invite you to join me in meditation. 
And if you've not done so, I invite you just to gently close your eyes. And as you do so, take a deep breath with me, knowing that it is truly the breath of the divine that is breathing through you as you today. Surely the presence of God is in this place, for you are in this place. And that presence of God dwells and has its being within you. Surely the presence of God is in this place. And this morning we feel that presence as we surrender again to this infinite, invisible presence within. We feel that presence moving through us today as life itself. So I invite you to allow these words, these words to be your words today. I give thanks for my body in all its parts and functions. I love my body, and my body loves me. Thank you, brilliant brain, for your skill in coordinating the operation of my body. Thank you, heart, for your steady beat, for your life-giving role. Thank you, lungs, for your life-sustaining efforts. Thank you, eyes and ears, for making it possible to see clearly and hear distinctly. Thank you, organs and functions, for maintaining divine order in my body. Thank you, arms and legs, for enabling me to serve in many ways. Thank you, brilliant brain, for your skill in coordinating the operations of my body. I love my body, and my body loves me. And in this truth, we rest for a few moments in the stillness, in the quiet, in the silence. Thank you, God, for the stillness and the quiet. Thank you, brilliant brain, for your skill 
and coordinating the operation of my body. And this morning, we pray with those that have requested our prayers represented by our prayer box. We hold each prayer request in this consciousness of love, giving thanks in advance for answered prayer. We pray with our prayer ministry today, our prayer chaplains, as they continue to hold us in prayer when we so often forget. Let us take another deep breath together. And as we release and let go, we remind ourselves that we have been in the kingdom of God within. And we say thank you. Thank you, God. Amen. Compare 
Always good to have you here. Thank you. You are welcome. So the year 2023 here at Union Minneapolis is all about committing to your dream. You getting that message? And whose dream is it? Is it your dream or my dream? It's not my dream for you or your dream for me. It's your dream. This month, we are looking at preparing for your dream. And I kind of think about it as in the springtime, which hopefully will be here soon enough, it's like tilling the soil to plant the seeds for our dream to bloom. And when we're tilling up the soil, we need to clean it up, get rid of the junk, and maybe add some nutrients and so forth in order for that dream or those blossoms to bloom. We are using as our guide for this month, Living Untethered, the Beyond the Human Condition by Michael Singer. And I first got exposed to Michael Singer about a decade ago when uh, we here at Unity Minneapolis did a book study, and it was all about the untethered soul. Some of you may have read that or be familiar with that. And so that became a number one bestseller on New York Times, and then this is his uh, addition or companion to that book, which was published, uh, I think, about in 2022, if I'm correct on that. I always get curious about our authors that we use, and so I did a little investigation about Mr. Singer. And what's interesting about him, he has a master's degree in economics, and while working on his doctorate program, he was supposed to be away working on his dissertation, it said that he had a spiritual awakening. And because of that spiritual awakening, uh, he went into a little bit of seclusion and uh, started to meditate and do yoga and so forth. And after receiving, uh, he, at a certain point, he refused to write his dissertation. And because he was just sort of uh, disconnected from all that. And though he did later on submit his first book as his dissertation, and he was given a doctorate in 1972. Uh, in, in 1975, he established the Temple of the Universe, a meditation and yoga center in uh, Florida. And in 1981, he co-founded a software company, and it was a software company that focused on medical records. And his company was later acquired by M MedMD for several billions of dollars. Not bad. And what's interesting is he was right, resigned for the company in 2006. He published Untethered Soul in 2007. And then he uh, living untethered in 2022. Today, he is 76 years young, which is just another proof for us that you are never too young to do cool and interesting and amazing things. Uh, while he comes from a Buddhist tradition, and you can see that in his writings and so forth, I believe that his teachings are applicable and relevant to any of us as spiritual teachers. Last week, Reverend Pat kicked off the series with a lesson, uh, It's Not Personal. And uh, if I was speaking in baseball terms, it's almost like he was our starting pitcher, he had the home field advantage, and he hit a home run. 
And in his lesson, he asked question, who is in there? Who are you? That deeper question that is sort of behind all of this writing and, and the work of Singer. T Singer tells us that the real you is not made of atoms. The real you is the consciousness that is aware of the objects that are made of atoms. Real you is the consciousness that is aware of the atoms. He also says that absolutely nothing in our life experience has anything to do with you. Nothing to do with you. It's every moment in front of us right now has absolutely nothing to do with us as individuals. And so therefore, it is not a wise thing to take things personally. If you think about all the variables that come into play in terms of creating this moment right now, billions and billions of years and trillions and trillions of variables come together to create this moment right now, and so therefore, 99.99999% of the time, these variables have absolutely nothing to do with you or I. And so if this is true, it is absolutely illogical to take anything, anything at all personally. And yet sometimes as human beings, we don't always operate with logic. Last week, Reverend Pat wrapped up his lesson and he gave us an assignment as he often does. And one of those was asking us to uh, live in a more conscious way and look at each moment in a little bit different way. He also asked another uh, assignment, and i got to make sure I get the words right here on this. He asked us to stand bare-ass naked in front of a mirror, and then to look in the mirror and ask yourself, whose body is this? Am I more than my body? Am I more than my thoughts? Am I more than my feelings? Who is that you within? And while I would love to ask the question, if you completed that assignment, I am choosing not to, though I will admit that I did complete that assignment. On a side note, in my many, many years of professional training and education experience, I never envisioned myself at a platform, in a, in a sort of presentation, using the words bare-ass naked. And I have to say, after a little bit of resistance around that, uh, there's something kind of freeing about being able to stand up here and say bare-ass naked. So, so there. <laughs> related here, <laughs> related here is uh, this idea, and I'm kind of bringing my, my psychology stuff, there's this concept in psychology that's referred to as the ageless self. It's a piece of research, body of work, and what it talks about is that as, as human beings, in our human experience, we have this internal experience where at a certain point in time, our age, our chronological age just sort of solidifies and our body continues to age, and you probably have had this experience where you look in the mirror and you look like that person, and you're like, who is that person? That's not who I am or who I think I am. That body's much older, my hair is much grayer, whatever it might be. And you certainly have, have you had those moments? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's moments where I'm like, when the heck did I become my dad? So today is all about the brilliant mind. The brilliant mind. And now let me set some context first uh, from the author himself. First off. Your mind is brilliant. You clear about that? Your mind is brilliant. And your flat screen TV has a digital signal processor that takes the received digital signals, decodes them, and renders them onto the screen and through the speakers. Your mind takes the 
encoded nerve impulses and reproduces the entire scene in front of you, including depth perception as well as adding touch, smell, and taste. It renders all this detail made out of the higher energy vibration of the mind. This exact rendering of the outside world is one of the primary functions of your mind. It allows you, to, it allows you in there to experience the outside world. The mind is such an amazing gift. It is naturally formless, yet it can create forms that are more brilliant than those made by the most powerful computer. Mind is really the first personal computer. In fact, it is so powerful, it doesn't need any external form. Its display screen is inside. Its computing and graphics capability are inside. And you don't need a keyboard, mouse, or voice recognition capability to communicate with it. It is so close to you that it responds to your will and the slightest impulse from your heart. In Unity, we teach that mind with a capital M is simply another word for God. Have you heard that before? Mind with a capital M, it's God. And that is all about the principle that encompasses and includes all principles. And I want to share a quick quote with you from uh, Charles Fillmore, co-founder of our movement, that uh, sort of uh, really resonates with me. Fillmore tells us that the starting point of every act and thought and feeling, the common meeting ground of God and human, God is mind. And we cannot describe God with human language. So we cannot describe mind. And this is mind with a small m. I just want to be clear about that. We can only say, I am mind, I know. God is mind, God knows. The mind is the seat of perception of the things we see, hear, and feel. It is through the mind that we see the beauties of the earth and sky, of music, of art, in fact, of everything. That silent shuttle of thought working in and out through cell and nerve waves, the nerve weaves into one harmonious whole the myriad moods of mind. And we call it life. We call it life. So simply put, my mind is where I experience life. Another word for mind is consciousness. Singer tells us that in truth, consciousness is the most profound miracle. An essence that knows that it knows that it knows. Let me say that again. It is an essence that knows that it knows that it knows. Everything else is something we're conscious of. The true magic is consciousness itself. When consciousness is simply experienced reality as imaged in the mind, that is what we talk about and call the present moment. I wonder how often we live in the beauty of the present moment. I know for myself that I can have often uh, thought patterns that are about rehashing the past 
especially if I perceived hurt or anger or whatever it might be, I also find myself thinking about the future, sometimes with some anxiety and uncertainty. And I know those two sets of thought patterns rob me from being in the present moment and enjoying the beauty of that experience. Singer states that there is nothing wrong with the mind itself, just like there's nothing wrong with the computer per se. It's just how you use these powerful gifts that could cause a problem. There is almost no limit to the brilliance of mind. People think Einstein was smart, but they don't understand their own brilliance. We all have the human mind, every single one of us. We have the human mind, and the human mind is brilliant. If we all have the brilliant human mind, the question becomes, how and to what end are we using our brilliance? How and to what end are we using our brilliance? We have this gift called life, and we don't quite always know exactly where we came from. We don't know where we're going exactly after we pass, but we have this period of time between then and then in order to experience this thing called life. And it's a gift. And right now, and in order to really maximize the joy and happiness and deeper meanings of our life, we must look inside. This is very clear from Singer's perspective. We must look within to find the truth, to find the answers. We must be willing to explore and understand, to quiet the mind. The Buddhists say, bloom where you are which means I have the potential to make something beautiful out of every single moment, provided, provided that I am centered and beautiful within my own mind. And if I'm not in that place of centeredness and beauty and oneness, things like that, I have the possibility of creating with every moment undesirable types of experiences. It's all about what goes in the mind. We all have negative things stored within us whether it be conscious or unconscious. And the first step that Singer tells us in terms of resolving some of this is really this willingness, this clarity about making a decision. I don't want this junk in my life anymore. That's the first step in terms of getting rid of things and moving things forward. He says it's important to make a personal commitment, not for anyone else. It's about my life, and it's my job to do the work that I need to do to move the negativity and the woundedness of the past out from inside of me. From Romans 12, verse 2, we hear, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You may say or you be thinking right now that I don't know where to begin. My thoughts run, my things come up for me, and I don't know how to transform my mind. There are these words in the English language called learn and practice. And you have within you the opportunity to do that transformation by being more mindful about your words. We renew our mind by, re by renewing our thoughts. If you've been around Unity for at least 10 minutes, you know about the importance of thoughts. Thoughts held in mind create our reality. Have you heard that before, once or twice? Yeah. It's our third principle. And we really, truly can't fully change our thinking until we become more and more conscious and aware of our thoughts. 
we also need to become more consciously aware of our feelings and emotions as well because our thoughts and, and, and feelings are really intertwined with our emotions and all of that is mixed together. I believe that any thought or any feeling that brings up any sort of resistance, any sort of resistance in what is in the moment is an opportunity or a clue that something is coming up for healing. Any resistance that comes up in the moment that disturbs that peace, that quiet of the mind, that is an opportunity for healing coming up. We experience life from the place of our individual minds. Singer tells us that there are three variables that inform our internal life experience. The first is all about this external stuff that comes into our mind via a senses. Number one. The second variable is our thoughts. Old loose. And then the third variable is our emotions or feelings. And he says, this is an interesting quote, these three inner experiences are the arena in which your consciousness plays the game of life on planet Earth. These three variables, these inner experiences, are the arena in which your consciousness plays the game of life on planet Earth. As I was preparing for this lesson yesterday, I was talking with my favorite senior minister and uh, kind of talking about, you know, aligning, you know, talks and meditation, things like that. And he says, boy, you've got a really meaty topic or set of topics. There's a lot in those chapters. I said, yeah, I know. And he says, I'm glad you're doing it and not me. And then he said, oh, and by the way, remember, you only have 20 minutes. The key to find ways for the external events is to really looking at ways to allow those events that are disturbing to us to energetically pass through us. That's what Singer would say. And find ways not to store those negative experiences and perceptions within us. That's the key here. And we need to learn and practice this idea of acceptance and surrender. Acceptance and surrender. Where we get into trouble, though, is, is this idea of resistance, and that could be related to habitual negative thought or our own judgments that we continually make, or I should say I continually make. A key point around resistance is what we resist tends to persist. Have you heard that before, if you've been here? Yes. Importance is of surrendering, and it's not surrendering to life. It's not surrendering to life and circumstances, but surrendering, and listen to this, from personal reactions, judgments, and surrendering from habitual negative thoughts, often operating on autopilot or unconsciously as well. Singer suggests starting with everyday small stuff to practice and develop these skills before tackling the big stuff. It's lear like learning to practice your scales before you're able to play Beethoven. For example, sometimes I get frustrated and irritated while driving. Can anyone relate? I would personally describe my uh, driving as assertive, not aggressive, uh, and uh, it's, it's informed or mixed with a touch of impatience and judgment. I also tend to take on a lot of things myself in terms of maybe overcommitting, and sometimes I get impatient and feel pressed for time. Out of habit, out of habit, habitual thought, I tend to get with, upset with any driver who might be in front of me or uh, be upset by that because they are in my way. Not long ago, a congregant 
who will remain nameless, who is in the sanctuary, uh, came up to me after service and said, boy, Kevin, you were in a hurry this morning. You passed me on Golden Valley Road. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I felt totally busted. Anyway, so in situations where there are vehicles in front of me and getting in my way and slowing me down, Sigurd would say, I have two choices. Simply, I have two choices. Number one is surrender and accept the moments as they are and relax and enjoy the ride. Possibly using affirmations or breath work to just settle and center, finding that stillness within. Or, or second choice is I can get frustrated dealing with resistance, trust and irritated, and still not get anywhere faster than I'm going. From a cost-benefit analysis, just think, thinking about it from a logic perspective, which is the more logical choice? Which is the more logical choice? And yet, I can still get caught up in my negative habitual thinking, and it's me who ends up suffering. Lately, I've been more willing to notice what goes in, on in my thoughts and feelings, especially when I'm behind the wheel. Singer would say that we work with ourselves, we work with ourselves, those are his words, and we train ourselves to allow the circumstances of life to pass through us, pass through us, we experience them, but we don't connect with them so much, pass through us without a negative reaction or holding on to the negativity. Singer tells us, one of the most amazing things you will ever realize is the moment in front of you is not bothering you. The moment in front of you is not bothering you. You are bothering yourself. You are bothering yourself about the moment in front of you. It's not personal. You are making it personal. There are countless moments unfolding in the universe at any given time, and your relationship to all of them is exactly the same. It's exactly the same. You are the subject. They, those moments, are the object. Singer suggests that living untethered first requires that desire and intent and in saying, I want to let go of this stuff. I want to free my mind from this negativity. And he also strongly recommends the techniques of affirmation, meditations, things like that. And we, we know all about that. We practice and we preach that. But he says, find some techniques that work for you. Find some techniques that work for you. Though he says the highest order technique that he, recognizes, that he recommends is to notice, there it goes again. There is the disturbed mind being disturbed again. There's a disturbed mind being disturbed again. When we notice this, ideally the you that is noticing this needs to relax and release. Singer is very clear about the need to relax Back into where you are noticing from. Relaxing back into where you are noticing from. As opposed to relaxing into what you are noticing. Get that distinction? Back to where we're noticing from, not into the moment. This is an important distinction. We are not relaxing into what is being noticed. We are surrendering into where we are noticing from. We are training our minds to be the observer rather than the victim of experiences. This goes back to the knower that knows that it knows. The knower that knows that it knows. I also suggest that the Holy Grail 
of this living untethered is about self-awareness and becoming more self-aware and an observer of those external events for sure, but also more self-aware of our internal thoughts and feelings, our emotions. Through self-awareness, we, better, we are better positioned to manage that resistance that comes up as well as we're better positioned to manage those thoughts and emotions in ways that serve us. This makes way for greater peace, joy, and living in the present moment. Makes way for greater peace, joy, and being in that present moment. In closing this week, in closing this week, I invite you to continue living more consciously, looking at where resistance comes up, being more self-aware of the thoughts and feelings that go on in terms of that internal world of your mind. Appreciate, activate, and actualize your brilliant mind. And finally, if you did not complete Reverend Pat's assignment from last week, it is not too late to stand in front of the mirror, bare ass naked, and ask the question, who are you? And so it is. Amen. I did not anticipate hearing at church today. Bear, yeah. I love it. I can almost see it, that dream I'm dreaming, but there's a voice inside my head saying, you'll never reach it. Every step I'm taking, every move I make feels lost with no direction. My faith is shaken, but I, I gotta keep trying, gotta keep my head held.
Thank you, thank you, and thank you, Reverend Kevin, for a wonderful lesson this morning. Thank you. So, my dear friends, uh, this is the opportunity for you to give. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, and therefore we invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis. If you are, uh, there's a QR code on your program as well. You can use that. There's also Venmo and PayPal. You can also, if you're those that are streaming, you can go to our website. We can make a secure donation there as well. Checks are also welcome, and so is cash. So let's just take a moment and center ourselves in this one presence, in this one power. Giving thanks for our brilliant mind. Giving thanks for all that it does. We're grateful that we know this presence within truly as a prospering presence. The source of all good in our life. So let us affirm together our church offer offertory blessing it is found in your order of service together divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that i give all that i receive and all that i am and again please together divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that i give all that i receive and all that i am and now silently Thank you, God. Amen. Sweet Holy Spirit, within we give thanks for these gifts. All the gifts that's been received this week, we bless and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Our on-duty Unity Prayer Chaplains, we invite you to stand. These individuals arrived early. They held sacred space within this sanctuary. And they're here to hold that sacred space with you, to listen with the ears of their heart, to pray aloud with you, and then to hold what they have heard in the strictest of confidence. So today, if you have a prayer request, by all means, seek out a Unity Prayer Chaplain. Thank you, and you may be seated. Do we have children there this morning? Richard, do we have children in the, in the garden court? Okay, let's stand together. Uh, let us know together our prayer for... 
is highly unusual not to have children this morning. Do we have any adult children this morning? Yes, okay, so we could all be on the platform. Reverend Kevin, I'm going to invite you to join me on the platform, please. Let us know together our prayer for, for, for protection, please. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is well. Speak to at least three people you don't know. It can change your life. Let's do that. And now we get our sway here or in your homes. I never thunk before. 
think some more. Gosh, it would be awful pleasing to reason out the reason for things I can't explain. Then perhaps I deserve ya and be even worthier of ya if I only had a brain. That's right, I said worthy Irvia. Just so you know, Irv is spelled E-R-V-E. Thank you very much. Have a great day, everybody. Woohoo!